This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Eldermorn, everybody. Eldermorn! I'm your Dungeon Master Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Third mate with the hot plate. Honk, honk, fish, honk, honk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Emily Axford. Via Boginia, leggy sprig of a witch, and Bookfar's favorite bitch, honk, honk, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> honk, honk, indeed. I did not understand what you're going for, so I just thought I'd add some honks at the end to try to That's honor. exactly what I was going for. That's okay, it. good, good, good. I play the game correctly. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with I just with gotta honk. do something sustainable. I can't. <laughs> I can't come up with something yep. each week. A <laughs> uh, little bit of the old, a little bit of the new. We've got, uh, okay. you know, various versions of honk, but also adding in a rhyme. And then we've mm-hmm. got our returning <laughs> champion, Caldwell Ooh. Tanner. Oh, hello, hello, uh, Brian. It is an honor and a privilege. <laughs> I'm, of course, a Zerk Vervain, uh, artificer alchemist. Uh, I'm so ready to play. Uh, just one thing, I do have an alias, and that is, of course, Zonk for Vonk, friend of Honk and Fonk, the wonkiest bonk in Elder Monk. <laughs> oh, my God, he has a horn. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. We've gone prop comedy. <laughs> he has a rubber chicken. The only prop comedy podcast that you will listen to ever. <laughs> Holy shit, he's hitting, a, he's hitting a watermelon with a hammer. You have my a God. sleeping child, and he has a fucking horn that he just blasted. <laughs> That's that's how much I love you guys. I'm willing to risk it. <laughs> Good God. Wow. Back with a prank. Back with a prank. Classic. So, um, guys, we're going to go ahead and we'll do a little recap. But as part of this recap, we'll kind of also talk about kind of overview and important things to know about the third mates uh, as it pertains to their adventure, not necessarily uh, the Hexbuds, because they're off doing their who? own thing. And exactly. Who the hell you guys, are you those guys don't guys? know who those people are. You guys don't know huh? who those people are. That sounds cool. Um, so <laughs> we will be catching up with our three heroes 
the Choo Choo crew, aka the third mates, as they head south down the Queen's River out of Thornkirk, um, which is a small town in Outerborough. Uh, they're heading towards the scale tip valley of Innerborough. Uh, amongst mm-hmm. them is Fia Boginia, a gangly girl child, and the one-time <laughs> apprentice of Batilda the Blade Witch, a hunter of horrors. Uh, Fia was saved by Batilda when she was set to be executed in her hometown after switching places with her friend Arena, an innately magical person who first brought Fia's familiar Bookvar to life. Uh, Fia spent the next several years living with Batilda until she left on mysterious business eight years ago, never to return. Henry Hogfish is a down-on-his-luck divorcee who's been kicked out of the capital for snitching. (laughs) Divorcee sounds expensive. <laughs> I wish uh, he well, doesn't have a lot of money left. Yeah, yeah I could have um, taken all. I could have taken half of what she had. I mean, yes, yeah, getting no. divorced is expensive. It's true. It's there's a lot Sounds of. Sounds like fees. you can speak many languages and have lots of opinion about wine. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it takes an emotional toll, and that was that's about it. <laughs> he's paid the price on that. Uh, he was separated from his son after his ex-wife remarried, and he's been attacked by deranged Reaper zealots. His shadow, Shank, seems to have a mind of his own, usually following Henry's orders, but occasionally turning into an old man, trying to help him break a curse that has apparently followed Hank through several lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Um, then, of course, we've got Zerk Vervain, a uh-huh. novice alchemist once the assistant uh, of his swindling snake oil salesman mother uh, after being chased out of town during a particularly unpopular pitch of the vervain all cure elixir zerk headed off on his own and became a coroner under the tutelage of dr aloysius nebel in thornkirk uh, and it was through nebel that our third mates aka our choo-choo crew was able to meet our heroes met on the night that this Dr. Nebel was killed by a mysterious horror later discovered to be a man named the Prophet Cain. Uh, they found a book of Nebels uh, in the aftermath of the attack <laughs> called The Guardians. That really sounds like uh, what the plural of Nebels would be. If you have one Nebel, it's a Nebel. If you have six Nebels, it's a book of Nebels. <laughs> oh, oh, they're all over the floor. There's a whole book of them. There's a whole, a whole book of Nebels got into the kitchen, hon. <laughs> they're chewing on the cords. So this is actually move. just one Nebel uh, and just one book. Not a book of Nebels, but Nebels gotcha. book. Thank you Okay, for so Nebels book that you found Nebel. was called The Guardians of the Grove, um, through which the third mates were able to learn that Nebel had been a smith, mm. also known as like an arcane scholar of the trickster who teaches a blade uh, like Batilda how to hunt horrors and protect magic. Uh, through a series of investigations, gathering information from Sib the Rogue, crime boss Madam Whitlock, and Petty Jack uh, of the Bedfellows Gang, you learned that the Guardians of the Grove were being hunted. The Petty King of Outerborough, Thurston Brightleap, had recently come under the influence of a Reaper Sorceress, who used the Crown's resources to enlist former influential gang members like Petty Jack to use their contacts to help with the hunt. Dr. Nebel... Uh, who you found out uh, his real name is Arthur Penley, was killed by the Prophet Kane through this system after Madam Whitlock recognized his information through the Bedfellows uh, criminal network and sold him out to the Crown. 
So it seemed like the Guardians were all but finished, with um, Penley dead, with uh, Batilda missing, but there is still a flicker of hope. Penley was going to meet someone. Uh, if you'll remember from the first episode, uh, Zerk, he was leaving in uh, very mysterious circumstances, very much like the way Batilda left, just had urgent business and left town at the drop of a hat. Yeah, he only uh, took three pieces of rolling luggage with him, <laughs> which is pretty slim for him. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and a, a notorious overpacker, um, Penley went with just a few bags. It's like he's packing for a book. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, he was going to meet someone in Innerborough before he was killed. You don't know who that is, uh, but you can assume they'd be pretty important. Um, and you did obtain their meeting point from Madam Whitlock. That was after you did the favor for her, getting rid of the broken heart banshee. Oh, I have her parasol. Uh, and you do have her Ooh. parasol. So using Sib's riverboat, well, really, I guess, Sewastian's riverboat. Um, mm. the, but it was Sewastian's, given to us by Sib, and that's who we appreciate. Sewastian's riverboat given to you by Sib. Uh, you guys have made your way out of Thornkirk through a network of rivers uh, heading west um, before finally heading south uh, and into the Scale Tip Valley. Um, so we are going to do a slight time jump. It is going to take you guys about five days on the river to reach where you want to be in Innerborough. Um, Thornkirk is out kind of in the boonies of Outerborough, and there's no kind of direct path to get you um, from Thornkirk to the Scale Tip Valley. Uh, you have to follow a route that goes along um, and it has like different stops through this um, man-made river network up here. What do you guys do... Uh, over your five days on the river. Um, why don't we start with the simplest? Because he probably has the least that he would be able to prep. Why don't we start with Henry? Hank, what are you doing over this five days? Yeah, I, I don't have any uh, spells or elixirs to prep, but I guess the the what, the first thing I notice is that, uh, you know, the give of the deck, uh, the absence of the unforgiving uh, terrain of, of solid ground, uh, Henry's low back starts to feel a little bit better, so he kind of mm. he kind of believes, you know, maybe I'm I'm meant to be out here on the water. Uh, and the other thing, uh, I think he's just kind of kind of practice shooting out and bringing back in uh, his Henry's uh, bone claws, and with these claws, he's gonna attempt to give himself a new haircut. <laughs> oh God! If you okay, Hank, if you give yourself bangs, then you are officially bottoming out. <laughs> Okay, Henry, I could have done this for you in your sleep like I did Thea. I've, I've always cut my own hair. It's fine. And I, now I have built-in scissors, so. <laughs> Hank, go ahead and give me a sleight of hand check with disadvantage. Disadvantage? Because you're cutting oh, your own Because the boat's rocking? Oh, and the boat's right. rocking and you're using Can we claws. say that I'm nervously holding a mirror in front of him? <laughs> Hold it steady. I'm just clinging to the floor being like, you can't trust the floor on this boat. Lafar's <laughs> flapping in the wind. Um, please, sir, let's <laughs> Someone else do it, Can anyone. You, don't flap so close by. The hair has to lay flat, okay? Oh, fuck Your hands me. are shaking so much. That is, I rolled a five. Let's see if I add anything <laughs> to sleight of hand. Um, oh, I do add two. So that's a seven. That's a that's, seven. That's a seven. Um, Hank has given himself bangs. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
he kind of has I, I i think like before his hair was like growing out a little long probably yeah, had, it was starting to look cool yeah he was starting to look kind of cool um and then he went and kind of gave himself bangs so he has like a little bit of like a bowl cut now it's a oh, little bit fuck. longer on the side can we fan them out to the side a bit make them sort of like 70s curtain bangs maybe yeah oh that's kind of cool i think zerk Middle feels part. so bad and doesn't want to be the only one on the boat without bangs so uh he lets his hair down and also gives himself bangs <laughs> this is a statement we're the bangers the bang barge is coming <laughs> i i do tensors floating disc and watch we all out on it as the bang barge <laughs> Bang, bang, baby. Bookmark just goes, I don't like that name, miss. I trim his little bookmark so it looks like little bangs, too. No! I don't want bangs, miss. Yeah, I think mine are too long. I think I have adult bangs. They're covering my eyes. Sweet. So the whole crew uh, cuts bangs for themselves as they go down this river. Um, they look like they're all escaping a terrible breakup on the river. Um, We're breaking up with Thornkirk. And one of us is... Uh, Zerk, um, what are you preparing? Preparing over the five days? Um, well, I think first and foremost, Zerk is really worried about Spritel. Um, he saw what happened to the other sprites that encountered the Prophet Cain. Uh, so he wants to try and beef up uh, protection around Spritel. So what I'm going to do is, I imagine there's like a hanging lantern sort of thing or some sort of like light device on this boat. Yeah, certainly. Cool. Uh, I grab that uh, and I fashion it into kind of a carapace for spritel to live in um and then i also like curve some wrought iron at the bottom so essentially i build a mechanical little house for spritel that looks like a steel octopus for him to live in and this will function essentially as zerk's homunculus which is one of my alchemist abilities sweet um zerk i'll awesome. say so this is one of your abilities um i will say go ahead and do like a tinkerer's tools check just to see how kind of janky this armor looks whether or not this looks uh good or bad will kind of depend on how you do it, here or if it looks um, like my bangs but you can always fix it up yeah the bangs cool. don't look great great cool <laughs> That's a 16? A 16. Okay, yeah, it looks pretty good. I'll say even as you guys are traveling down the river, there are different riverside towns and villages um, where you guys are able to stop and like load up on supplies and food and occasionally like rest for the night in these little port towns. Um, so you're able to get scrap metal there. You're able to get little parts that um, you need. Um, and you see very quickly, you're able to put together this kind of little suit of armor for Spritel that yeah. you want it to kind of look like octopus-like with like little... Um, well, you know how like um, a lantern has those kind of like wrought iron curling bits yeah. at the bottom of it? I kind of want it to look like a floating lantern, but with like wrought iron legs. Rad. Sweet. Yeah. So yeah, almost looks like a teeny little like steampunk UFO. Yeah. <laughs> so Zerk, as you, as you start to um, work on this, um, mm -hmm. this is more than just mechanical ability. There is an element of magic to it. Uh, you're, you're kind of almost like a wizard who needs a lot of components. And you've seen, you've seen your mom do stuff like this, like build small automatons. So this is not completely out of left field for you. Um, so you make your humunculus and you're able to even create like a little speaker. Oh. And normally sprites can kind of only express themselves with very simple emotions. Uh, but Spritel has been developing since they've bonded with you. And you see that once they've combined with your humunculus and you've got this little floating carapace with Spritel glowing inside, they begin to talk. Papa, <laughs> it is good to be able to 
talk to you. <laughs> Spritel, is that is that you? Oh, oh, my little friend, get over here. Um, I hug it, and then the the sharp edges of the carapace just cut right into my skin. <laughs> oh yeah. I will cut your bangs next time, Pop up. I'd really like that. You made a hairdresser in a cage? You turned Spritel into a hairdresser in a cage? Why didn't you say anything before? This is really good work, sir. I'm impressed. I didn't know that Spritel had this capability. We've only just scratched the surface of what they're capable of. Isn't that right? Here, catch this Frisbee. It is too far away. My carapace is heavy. We'll work on it. One day... Papa. See, book for some familiars like to play catch. <laughs> Spritel just said, not, not Spritel, Spritel just said they didn't play catch. <laughs> I know, but Spritel clearly is game for it. I'm just saying. Yeah, Spritel was like, someday, you know? <laughs> he didn't write it off. Somehow, you see, Bookfire looks jealous of Spritel. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we don't need any of that. All right, you two make Narrows his pages. Hold me back, miss. I have a little present for you, Bookfire, but I can't give it to you yet, okay? Uh, Zerk, is there anything else you would like to uh, have done over these five days? If Henry's okay with it, uh, I would love to maybe take some samples from him and kind of try to work out what's going on with this curse. Sweet. Yeah. Henry, as you know, I poured my heart out to you guys uh, within like 15 minutes of being on this <sighs> boat. So I'm, I'm an open book. Cool. Um, so I have only like 10 to 15 vials. If you could just fill those with any fluids that you are capable of relieving from your body, just any- fill those right up and I'll, I'll get to it. So any fluid? It any fluid, matter. just any fluid will do. He wants you to come in a vial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just feel like there's a subtext no one's saying it. Come in the vial. <laughs> if you want to come in the vial, you can come in the vial. I'm not going to make Spritel it. goes, I don't, maybe some of the shadow stuff pop up, maybe not necessarily come. Gosh, it's just, I'm so proud of you. It's just hearing you speak really warms my heart. But yes, do come in the vial. <laughs> I, oh, all right. Um, if you feel inspired, of course. Yeah, Henry goes to the uh, the the head on the ship and comes back 15 minutes later carrying a bunch of vials of what is clearly his tears. <laughs> that is good because we were passing it, we were passing it town anyways, and there was a Children's Day celebration. So I'm glad that you kept. <laughs> right. Well, I come up and I say, "Here you go, plenty of come." <laughs> <laughs> Their mates were back. <laughs> wow, a weak, a weak sauce from this one. <laughs> and comes back yeah, with, with lots of vials of it. tears. Um, <laughs> go ahead, uh, Zerk, and give me give me an Arcana check. Uh, another sixteen. Sixteen. I'm going to say it's going to be at least a DC 20 to start making headway on uh, what's going on. You can't really make heads or tails with what's going on with Hank right now. I'll say with a 16, you know for sure that cum would not help. <laughs> you never need to ask him for that again. Zerk, Zerk I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If, I, if, you, if you really need cum, I can. We don't I'll... need it, Papa. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We don't need it. No, Spritel's right. Fia throws a stick to try Spritel to chase it. I I will say that you should work. I don't know what your diet is, but there's a lot of saline in your cum. So just maybe be concerned about that. Uh, But Spritel is right. We do not need that. Uh, But we're going to keep working on it. Thank you so much, Henry. Um, We're going to figure this out. 
And then, cool. um, Fia, what would you like to do with your five days? Um, I think Fia is definitely, um, she doesn't necessarily grasp the transient nature of this boat. So she's going, she's decorating it a little bit already, <laughs> like the train. She's got like, made, maybe made like a little beaded curtain of like sea slugs from the riverbed. Awesome. Um, you know, hung some river kelp around. Um, I think she's also, during the day, she's like going swimming a bit because she's not much of an ocean person, but hearing Henry talk about it, she really wants to become an ocean person. And also she's like heard about dragons that live at the bottom of the sea or the lake. And she's like, if I ever want to meet one, I have to learn how to swim. So maybe she takes like a swimming lesson with Henry if he's willing. Yeah, you've got you've got a really powerful stroke. You're you're a natural, and my God, you can hold your breath for like it seems like a really long Save time. Save her, Henry! She's drowning. Yes, Mr. in Henry. the same way. She's Look drowning. That. She's, She's a really weak swimmer. She's just being brave, sir. Henry dives in. Yeah, Sprite, I'll throw him a life preserver. The water it reclaims me. The dragon at the bottom, she wants me. She just sunk to the bottom like a stone. Wow, you really want to explore the depth? That's how she Very explores nice. the water, sir. She just jumps in and sinks to the bottom and walks around. It's not swimming at all. I thought swimming was like walking, but underwater. No, it's not that. We've read no. stories about swimming, ma'am. Miss you want to be your stage yourself at the top. You want to tread and not. That's where you're staged. You know, so you, you walk breathe. on the ceiling when you swim? Yes. You walk okay. on the ceiling and you dive to the bottom every once in a while. And okay. yeah, it's okay to come back when you need a breath. You know, you walk don't have to. Walk on the ceiling. Walk on the ceiling. Fia <laughs> <laughs> repeats this to herself as she goes, as she dives in and sinks again. Uh, go ahead and oh, give me fuck. an athletics check, Fia. Uh, and you can do it with advantage because Henry's helping you. Does she have like lead in her pocket? What's going on? <laughs> I've never seen such a of gifted diver. Of course I know. The witch, that would be very bad for my magic. Okay. 16. 16. Wow. I see. Yeah. So you guys are all making good headway on your various uh, a, a little hobbies here and, and trying to improve yourselves. Um, and then, of course, the most important thing that I'm doing at night is... It is time to start learning some new spells. I have already, I flipped through. Of course, I also, when I'm decorating, I have, I think I've accumulated up to six books at this point. So I make a small library in the boat. I have learned a couple spells. I picked up a new spell from the autobiography of Miroslav the Mesmer. And I would have would like to approach Philip to try to learn a couple more spells. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, you go to open Philip uh, and you immediately feel uh, him fighting you and going like, I don't want to freaking study. I want to look at the river. <laughs> okay, what if you look at the river and I study? Get over here. I need a spell from you. Uh, you start wrestling Philip uh, to try to get in. Um, go ahead and give me an intelligence saving throw as you try to read <laughs> Philip while he uh, yells. And I can do this five times, right? For the, uh, uh, yes, for five for, for five days. Okay. Yes, the way we're handling Fia learning new spells is so she's got this powerful spell book, Philip, um, that she needs to essentially wrangle and do intelligence checks. Um, it is 10 plus the spells level to learn a new spell that's gonna be a four which is gonna only be an eight however can i chronal shift this uh you can oh my god Ooh. yes you can chronal shift each day Ooh, fucking smart. i still didn't fucking get it oh. okay. um, you you <laughs> do right. you try to cat uh what is the first spell that you're trying to learn misty step you're trying to learn misty step okay so that's a second level spell so you get uh smote smitten <laughs> 
for um, uh, 2d8s of arcane damage. Nine damage. You see as Fia is trying to like, you see uh, all this magic swirling around Fia as she's trying to read this thing while also hearing her book just yell about wanting to look at the bubbles. I want to see it. I want to see the white water. Okay. Stop what the Philip? What the fuck? Um, and Chill you, out. You see just an explosion of arcane energy around Fia as she takes nine damage. Um, Fia, you have not learned the spell yet. Uh, go ahead and roll. Go ahead and roll for your second day, dude. Fia, I feel like we could go to like a public library and find some books that don't do this. I have all the best spells, though. You can't read another book. Okay, this time I got a fifteen. Uh, you successfully learned the first spell. Um, you wrangle Philip. You know, it helps to approach him after. After lunch, we. <laughs> I'm now going to go to uh, Miroslav the Mesmer and try and learn a spell. Um, go ahead uh, and give me another intelligence check. Third one. This is such a fun system. Seventeen, baby. Seventeen. Um, you learn your next spell. What is your next spell? Fortune's favor. Okay, sweet. Um, that is three on the fourth night. Go ahead and give me another roll. Are you doing from Miroslav the Mesmer or from Philip? Yeah, I'm doing that one. Fortune's favor is from Philip. Okay, great. Miroslav, all of my sort of like enchanting ones are from him. Okay. And Miroslav does essentially what like the, uh, what recipe blogs do, but about teaching spells. So Miroslav just super self-indulgent, talking about his adventures, talking about how he acquired a certain book for his library. Wow, he's got three hungry sons. That's strange. Yeah. I'd almost rather get wrestled by the other book. Um, okay, yeah. uh, I will take a... I got a 14. Does that do anything? A 14 does do it. It's 10 plus level. a spell okay. le- spells level, so you learn another one. When my three hungry sons, hungry for magic, that is, wanted to learn how to cast, what spell is, are you learning? Suggestion. Okay, great. Nice. Okay, one more. One more. One last one. You know what? I really want to take this stupid one next. Oh, I really want to take this stupid one. Please give this to me. Give a spell to this hungry daughter. It's going to be 17. I'm taking wrist pocket, bitch. (laughs) What is that? I don't know what that is. You know what? You'll find out when I do it. I'll tell you off text, uh, Caldwell, but it's stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Text the the private thread. Uh, So, Fia, you have um, a bunch of uh, productive days of studying as you guys head down the river. As you guys are traveling also, um, spending a few days um, going down the river and stopping places along the way, you hear... Kind of the big points of gossip is that the Petty King Thurston Brightleap has been killed. Uh, there was a massive undead attack perpetrated by him in a town called Pearl Hill, and the Empire responded by blowing up his castle. Uh, there's Whoa. a lot of unrest brewing in Outerborough, um, and a lot of, of people are trying to kind of theorize as to who the next petty king is going to be, uh, but an heir has not been named, and right now the Empire is attempting to kind of stabilize Harrenford. Is that in Innerborough or Outerborough? That's Outerborough. Mm. So we see it as we go by? No, you guys are not, you guys do not go near Harrenford. Harrenford's okay. Outerborough is the size of like, you know, Texas. It's, you know, it's just in a different area. It's not here. We just pick up a copy of the Outerburg Gazette and we exactly. see an article about this unrest. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank God we're not there. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to touch that. Yeah, it sounds oh, really no. sweaty. <laughs> so as you guys leave Outerborough and cross the border from Outerborough into Innerborough, you notice the slow transition into natural death. Gray mountains, dead trees, and wind howling through the mountains. Uh, There is a main route 
through the scale tip valley here um that's kind of a very wide river uh that's probably how you got up here um just taking like a ferry boat um through uh this this main river uh henry and probably also fia because fia you are from the scale tip valley you are from innerboro so this so this like all these like dead trees and stuff this is like my childhood very reminiscent of like the mountain village that you came from wow nostalgia these mm-hmm. dead trees are making me feel nostalgia yeah they're Am I beautiful <laughs> ah the absence of leaves <laughs> yeah nothing it's says home like the absence of leaves <laughs> <laughs> say it again <laughs> all the trees have says- faces it's weird they're <laughs> scowling at us <laughs> yes yeah, so if you tickle them under the branch they laugh though <laughs> good to know i will not try that that was just a game we played, Miss. A sad, sad game. <laughs> so you guys see, um, you guys do at some point have to diverge from the kind of main route and go through like a different mountain pass uh, to get to the place where Nebble was heading. Henry, you are kind of, even though you're all third mates, um, you are kind mm-hmm. of uh, captaining the ship here. I'm like the navigation mate, but everybody is a, diff- mate. a mate of a different mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I do have an atlas that can help us if you need, I think. <laughs> Assuming it did not wander off. <laughs> uh, it has tried to leave a couple times, um, but you, you've always been able to <laughs> wrangle it back. Uh, you guys start traveling through this mountain pass uh, towards the coordinates that you found where Nebel was heading, um, and you no longer see other boats. The wind howls mm. through the valley. It is night, and the sky is devoid of sprites here. Um, and you remember mm. this from your childhood. There were never very many sprites around Fia. Um, this area is not pretty or fun, and the people don't want them here. So the sprites kind of don't exist here. I put a little cloak on Spritel. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> might be good to be a mysterious figure, I think. Here. Um, Papa, where are all my friends, Papa? <laughs> oh, uh, hmm, they're, they went to visit their families for the holidays. You know how it is, reaping season and all. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> Just uh, put on this big cowboy hat, huh? How about you, buddy? <laughs> that sounds fun, Papa. It starts bouncing up and down. Henry, how is... How is uh, boating different in a river than the ocean? You know, in in the in the ocean, you kind of rely on the stars and the sun for navigation, and in the river, you just rely on uh, not hitting the sides. Oh, the <laughs> so, current, yeah. yeah. Yep. Very interesting. The trick Thank is to not this. run the boat onto the sides. That's so the, far so good. Yeah, book yeah. our book our pipes up. I was wondering why we weren't hitting the sides, sir. Yep. Now Every know. once in a while, I give the wheel just a nudge this way, and if it gets too close to that side, I nudge it the other way. It's complicated. Okay. It's complicated. That's why I haven't been sleeping a lot, because someone's got a nudge. If you need us to nudge, just let us know. We'll nudge for you. I don't know if anyone else could do it, but uh, I'll keep cannot you posted. I not nudge. I'm sorry. This sounds like a burden. <laughs> um, so eventually, you guys come out of a set of mountains um, and find a rare plot of uh, flat land uh, that matches up to the coordinates where Dr. Nebel was set to be dropped off. Uh, This looks like a strategic meeting place, specifically for whoever he was meeting. It's very vulnerable for whoever's showing up here. There are mountains all around, so it would be easy for people to spot you from the high ground here and kind of make sure they're not being ambushed or something like that. Like, make sure, mm. you know, Nibble's not secretly a prophet and showing up with a bunch of people to, like, kill this person. Okay, mm. so this is an area that is, like, checking out any boats coming through. 
Yes. Um, so guys, go ahead and give me perception checks as you approach your location, your desired location, um, and park your boat. All right. I go. believe I can use um, Bukvar for a perception check, yep. right? Because he can fly up around. Yeah. Oh, nice. I did bad. I got an eight. Uh, that's an 18 for Zerk. Sweet. They said 21 for Fia and Bukvar. Great. Nice. Henry, you are concentrating really hard on parking the boat, going against everything about river boating, which is, you know, to not hit the sides, but in order mm. to park, you kind of have to hit the sides. You got so yeah. to hardest. graze a side. Easily this is goes against everything part. you said. What are you doing? Roll everything you thought you knew about yeah. river boats <laughs> out the window. So what are you doing? This is the only rule. This is the only rule is don't hit the sides. This is the exception that proves the rule. We must touch the side. Please, No, I want to be here. I want to smash into the rocks. It will be interesting, Papa. You're so brave, my friend. So you guys, uh, yeah, park the boat. Um, Zerk and Fia, you guys notice the remains of a campfire near here um, Mm. and some slightly disturbed land in the dirt. No supplies left behind or anything. Um, There's just some rocks and some kindling as well as ash. Uh, And when you go to touch it, it's cold and it seems like this hasn't been used for a few days. And with a perception check above a 20, Bookfar and Fia, uh, you guys see a single sprite in the distance that it, on first look looks like a star, but uh, you quickly realize this is some sort of fey being. Um, it's in the distance, hanging over the peak of a nearby cliff. Question. Yeah. How far behind schedule are we for Nebel's meeting? Are we like arriving at the point where like Nebel should have been arriving or is this afterwards? Uh, uh, You guys are way after. Okay, cool. All right. Shall we go hiking? What do you think? It feels like a trap. I will put this out there. Um, But I feel like if there is a trap, I kind of want to know more about it anyway. So yeah. Yeah. I want to see like what sort of, uh, you know, spring loading mechanism they're using for the trap. We'll have to trigger the trap. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's, Uh, Let's trigger the trap. Here's right. a question. Since we are representing the Guardians of the Grove, should we keep that under wraps or should we maybe try and put up some sort of like sigil or rune to let them know that we're friendlies? Uh, I don't know. What do y'all think? I think because when I lived with Batilda, I didn't even know she was a Guardian of the Grove. So it seemed like something she did not wear on her sleeve. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll put a jacket over it. Smart. I think we put right. a jacket over it, especially it too, the last the last guy got killed. I think for being it. So just in case, <laughs> just in case the wrong guys are keeping a lookout. Ah, uh, yes, my old papa. <laughs> now I know sadness. Mm. Oh, yeah. welcome to the club, buddy. <laughs> Before we go, though, I will cast gift of alacrity on each of my friends. Great. What does that do again? Um, it gives you a d8 to uh, initiative rolls. Sweet. Oh, right. Okay, cool. So, Fia, you cast this blessing on um, your your fellow party members, um, and you guys climb up through the rocky hills. Uh, it is a dangerous hike. Uh, you hear the sounds of boots hitting the dirt, pebbles falling, um, wind howling, and distant rumbling as rocks crash far away. Um, and finally, when you guys reach the top of the hill... Uh, where you could see the sprite before. You see the sprite. You don't see it fly away. You just see it kind of disappears as you get closer. Um, But you finally get to where the sprite was. And you see from this vantage point, you are now able to spot a manor in the near distance. 
there's no mm-hmm. sign of it at all from the river. It is tucked away back here, but it is unmistakably a humanoid dwelling built into the face of a mountain. It looks like uh, the rock under it was shaped to hold it. Um, it's this two-story manor that sits on a ledge. Um, you see the manor is built of dark brick. Uh, there is a balcony at the front face of the house in front of a large window where the railing is bent and broken. Uh, that's kind of the only signs it has of being like destroyed at all. The windows are all dark, but it's otherwise in decent shape. It just looks kind of weathered and old. One very spooky thing about it, though, is you hear the sound of the door, which seems to have been knocked off its hinges. It's banging in and out with the wind and reverberating Mm. through the mountains, letting out kind of like a knocking echo. Mm. Again, this is making me feel nostalgic for my childhood. Nostalgic. (laughs) This this fills you with like a happy feeling, not a sense of dread. Yes, yes. This is a door off its hinges. Yes, of course. This is warm to you. This is inviting. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. What is a home if it doesn't have a door off its hinges that gloomily (laughs) shakes in the wind. Dead trees in the front yard and a door that is clinging to its hinges. I did see that cross stitch in your train, yeah. (laughs) Which was really Um, cozy and had a nice door. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I so know. Maybe... They, you know, it's a magical train, so I keep trying to break the door, and it keeps really. Itself. I had yeah, no idea. Oh my god! Impressive. Very advanced. It changes yeah. so much. Ma'am, I've been fixing the door. I've been um, fixing so the door, miss. What? Bookvar betrayal. And <laughs> two. Okay. Um. Can I cast? Can I ritual cast detect magic as we like walk towards it? Yes. Yeah, there's like a little valley, um, and then there's like a little natural walkway that takes you up to the ledge um, where the manor sits. Um, Fia, as you ritual cast detect magic, you do detect magic in this place, but you detect more of it coming from beneath the house. Hmm. There is a basement. Does it? Do I get a sense of the type of magic? Let me see if de- I think detect magic just says like, is there magic? I think it tells you the school, right? Um, you get the hints of all different kinds of magic, abjuration, oh. transmutation, divination, enchantment, illusion, um, all coming from beneath the manor. And you get a hint of necromancy coming from the manor itself. Okay, mm. there is a magical medley in the basement, but there is a deathly appetizer in wow. the house. And you got okay. all that just by licking the doormat? Yes. <laughs> You know, a magic spell needs a ritual, and leaking a doormat is a ritual. <laughs> I'm not going to question it. You were very methodical. Um, so it sounds like it's a basement party. That's kind of the, the place where we want to be, huh? Yes. I think that maybe we should try to sneak to the windows. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Let's definitely peek in before we enter in any way. Sometimes there are basement windows, so we can see if there's any of those. But So there is no... So the area that you're sensing all of this mixed magic from is coming from like in the rock so it looks like there Mm. needs to be some like secret way to get in there or something um there's Mm. no basement there no windows um the first floor has one window on like the left side um but then it has uh the balcony um and a big window on the second floor uh tell me how you guys want to approach fia um would it be disrespectful for us to try to mend the door i don't know if this house is Sentient? That seems like a crazy thing to say, but I don't know. We've seen some wild stuff. Like, would it help us well, if we tried to mend lovely. the door? Absolutely, Zerk. Okay. Um, 
Zerk pulls out a magical screwdriver and goes to town on the door to try and fix it. Sweet. Um, Zerk, <laughs> you, you cast Mending, and the uh, haunting sounds of the howling wind hitting the knocking door just turns into the haunting sounds of the howling wind. <laughs> All right, so we, we've eliminated okay. one of the creepiest things about the house. It's honestly like the wind alone is kind of scarier, right? It, if mm. you really listen, it sounds like it's saying, thank you. I don't Whoa. know. I missed the drumming of the door. Maybe Fia's right. Me There's too. something yeah, comforting. Again, I it's kept constant. mending to mend it back to where it <laughs> yeah. should be. You break the door. Yeah. There it is. Yes, I make a big better. deal like I'm casting mending and then I just <laughs> rip just, like, the kick it a in, yeah. Ah, oh, okay, witchcraft. Everybody yeah. step back. <laughs> you just open it out the wrong way. Philip absolutely oh, loved it. Oh, you have it. metal on your boots. That's why you sink. <laughs> okay, then. Um, can we go peek into the windows? Yeah, uh, go ahead and give me a um, perception check if you're just doing the um, window on the left side here. Uh, oh, I just Ooh. crit, baby. You quit? Wow. Hey! Left Holy it is. See, I'm at 20. Fia, you peek in the window here. I go, I think I go from bottom up. So it's just my eyes. <laughs> As you mm -hmm. look into this room, um, you see it looks to be a dining room with a chandelier at the center hanging over um, this long wooden table with padded seats lining both sides and at the heads. Um, you see that there are paintings in here. Mm -hmm. um, you can't quite make out what the paintings are of. But you do see a body on the floor not moving. With my crit, can I tell it is not dead, though? Like, is that where the necrotic energy was coming from? I will say with your crit, that is not where the necrotic energy is coming from, but the necrotic mm. energy is coming from that room. And I will say with your crit, you see that this person has a grievous neck wound. They also have a shattered glass vial near them um Ooh. do i just one more question do i see any sort of like markings of like guardians of the grove symbol or any other symbol that would be associated with something so i could say oh is this person on my side or they hate me i will say with a nat 20 you see that the paintings on the wall you can see one of them from where you are you see like a lush green landscape with images of like fairies and satyrs and centaurs Okay, I turn back to Zerk and Henry and say, I'm really sorry, but there's someone hurt in there, and so we're just going to have to go in through the window, and I kick the window. <laughs> we, the door was open. We, the door was flat. The door was broken. I couldn't use it. It was, it was You could use it and not use it all at Fia, the same time. You kick in the window. Um, everybody go ahead and roll initiative. Add your D8. 12 is my total. 18. Uh, 14. Okay. Uh, Fia, you see um, with your nat 20, um, as you kick in this window, you see a vampire spawn with red glowing eyes, blue hair and like pale blue gray skin was hiding under that table. You see reacts with a start, like almost like a scared bug, like like drops down um, and begins scrambling to move. Um, you see she's in ragged clothes. Um, you see she she has the looks of like a bandit, like kind of like patchwork yeah. clothes and things like that of, of yeah. like somebody who's like stolen armor and things like that um but she is a vampire and not an advanced one just like red glowing eyes just like a spider just uh starts scuttling towards you but fia you are first 
Okay, I hold up, I hold up my sword and I say, "Okay, you look startled. I didn't mean to startle you, but what is your name? My name is Fia Boginia. I'm a witch." <laughs> witch blood. <laughs> I desire witch blood. Okay, this is going to so be a problem be like because that. I actually really like you because you seem sweet because you made your own clothing. So, <laughs> I am going to just Ugh, I really don't want to hurt her. She doesn't seem good. <laughs> really? But she makes her she, own clothing. <laughs> she has cool clothes, but that's about it, I think. <laughs> I think she stole those clothes from someone else who's talented. You are sure of this? I should attack this fashion designer. She could have. She could have grabbed these off the grievous judging skills. Off the off whoever she gave this grievous neck wound to. She very clearly killed this other person that was here. Okay, I am so sorry. You will. Your clothing will never see the runway, but I must prevent this. And then I will green flame blade. I'm not going to use any fancy spells. Just going to try to go at you. Does a 16 hit? Uh, 16 does hit. I will say, fun peek behind the screen. I expected this to be like a fun thing where this uh, spawn uh, like pursued you through the manor. And Great. instead it's just like <laughs> kicking the window and attack. <laughs> so funny. Uh, yeah, 16 hits. Um, yeah, Fia, okay. you kick in the window. You hesitate for a second. Uh, but as this uh, vampire lunges towards you, you... Uh, pull out uh, the crescent blade of Batilda. Oh. Uh, lights green with green flame blade. Uh, go ahead and do your damage. Um, that's seven fire damage. And then I will use a bonus action to warp, warp priest. That's a 14 hit. Uh, 14 does not hit. Okay. This was because I got distracted by your seamstress. <laughs> uh, swing back around, um, grabs your wrist and just goes, witch blood, witch blood. <laughs> Tries to just squeeze you. She's trying to pop you, miss. Okay. Now I feel like you're trying to take my moisture. Uh, Zerk, that is your turn. Can I do a perception check to see if the person on the ground is alive now that I'm in the room? Uh, he, he's so dead. So he's dead. So absolutely <laughs> dead. Yeah, he's, is he's, he wearing a patchwork, like patchwork clothes? <laughs> like, do we feel like she stole Wait the, a second. the design? Can I see from if he has like, um, uh, like a Gap gift card or like maybe has been to like J. Crew recently, like a receipt maybe to where oh, like no. he got is these Is nice this rival fashion designers? Um, it, they both look really good. Um, but uh, you can assume that they they kind of have kind of like Petty Jack's crew that all had kind of like mismatched armor. Like it almost looks like they've collected it along the way. Like they're not actual soldiers or something. These guys look like that, but with like leather armor and cloaks and stuff. Mm. Oh, this is cool too. Shit. Um, I'm going to whip out my pipe get some of uh, Fia's uh, tobacco, <laughs> infuse it with a little magic, and then create like a big cloud of fairy fire in here. Actually, you know what? Um, I'll get uh, I'll get Spritel to be my altar boy, and I'll right. have him uh, carry the incense around and spread the fairy fire. <laughs> we shall spread the fairy fire, Papa. Um, flies around, makes a, uh, I'll say there's like a mist coming out from uh, from Spritel as he floats around the room. Um, and you see uh, this vampire spawn um, lights up and you guys now have advantage on attacks. Uh, Zerk, is there anything else you want to do with your turn? Yeah, actually, you know what? I'll use my bonus action uh, to tell Spritel to also go ahead and uh, take a swipe at this vampire spawn. That's a nat 20 for Spritel. Oh, hell oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See what happens, Bookfather, when you play fair. A massive 2d4 for my metal child. Oh, yeah, it sounds chunky. It sounds pointy. Ooh, it sounds good and pointy. 
That is five damage five to the vampire spawn. Five damage. <laughs> my child, my metal child. I will ram myself into a vampire, papa. My sweet iron spawn, do me proud. Uh, Hank, that is your turn. Well, first of all, Zerk, I'm really proud of you for embracing this dad thing. I can tell you, it's uh, <laughs> it's a joy to be a father. It just feels natural. I don't yeah, know. What, I don't know what you, you want to say. You get so good at this. I feel yeah. like you have such a good touch with the child. I'm starting to feel like I could learn from you. <laughs> uh, well, all right. So to prove a point to Fia, I'm gonna I'm gonna bonus action summon Shank. Uh, point hey, to the door. It's been it's been a while. After you, good to see you, Shank. Yeah, all right, yeah. You don't the whole time you're on the river. You, you don't call me one time. I was gonna I, that town, that river town, when we got the fish and chips. I was thinking about summoning you, but yeah, then I was no, like, I was this watching. is too. Yeah, I saw Yeah, this is too good. You know. And, yeah, uh, all right. this is good. Yeah. I like this drama. All right, now I'm here. Now you got me fighting some fucking weird ass vampire. All right, all right. Keep all fighting. Right. I love it. Uh, yeah, Shank, we're going to go give her some bangs. Check this out. Uh, <laughs> and I'll uh, release my claws, and I'll take my attack. Shout out to the two crew, but we had advantage, so that is Ooh. 21. Mm. Super hits. That's 12 damage. 12 damage, nice. And then I will uh, move out of the way and let Shank have a swipe. Shank rolled two threes, though. So. Oh, God. Uh, I should have been feeding you. Fuck, man. I need fat. I need carbohydrates. I'm, I'm running so on sorry. films here, man. I'm trying to be a better dad. I want to be like Zerk. Uh. Zerk, is it okay if we kind of enjoy this interpersonal drama a little bit? Oh, yeah. Eat it up. Sure. Chew okay, on it. Good. I did you dirty, buddy, and I'm sorry. <laughs> While this is happening, I'm feeding Sprite a little, I don't know, fairy bits. <laughs> Bridal goes, Papa, being around Uncle Henry makes me sad. Hey, Zark, give me a fairy bit. I gotta feed Shank a little fairy bit. I don't think Shank's gonna like it. It's it's Fay in nature. It's it's just like it's cornflakes that I enchanted. As you guys are talking about cornflakes, his vampire tries to bite Fia. Oh no! Hey oh which one? Um first is going to make a um, claw attack. That is going to be a, a 22 to hit. What? Instead of doing damage, um, is going to grapple you. Um, you see uh, she manages to grab Fia um, and then is going to go for a you bite. You want me to be a model on your runway? Oh. <laughs> I'm not a fashion designer. You sizing me up for one of your original dresses? Okay, fine, I'll do it. I am a tall, leggy sprig of a woman. Uh, gonna go ahead and make a bite attack. She's sample size. Another, wow. Today's all about 16s, rolled a natural 16, so that's a 22 to hit. You know what? I'm going to have to do this. Chrono shift the bite. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I always try to save it, but I can't do this. Uh, that is only a 12 on that one. So you see, um, <laughs> for a brief moment, um, you guys on the outside, it looks like she connects with Fia's neck and is like about to bite down on her. Um, and you see Fia unnaturally shifts, like almost like she saw the move coming um, and is able to get out of the way. Um, that Fia is back just up. mutters, what if this didn't happen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fia, that's your turn. Okay. Um, I will attack her. If I'm grappled by her, do I have disadvantage? Grapple doesn't do anything. The restrained Sweet. is bad. So I still get to roll with advantage. Cool. I roll two threes also. Brutal. Holy oh. shit. Uh, yeah, you are you're just wrestling. She's got uh, hands on uh, your wrist uh, as you try to um, swing back around. Hey, Shank, we have more in common than I thought. I will bonus action War Priest, though. Great. That is going to hit. Great. Hands off her sensible top. 
<laughs> witch stop! Uh, witch stop! <laughs> thank you. It's I like to be a witch, so this is good for me. Uh, that is eleven damage. Sweet. Uh, Zerk, that is your turn. Um, I pull out uh, a fishing pole I took from the boat, uh, and you see at the tip of it is a little glass lure uh, with a spark of electricity in it, uh, and I fling the fishing pole over at the spawn, and I'm going to try and use lightning lure to pull it away from Fia. You should really leave those on the okay. boat, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe we'd find a pond. <laughs> Uh, what is lightning lore? Uh, it is a new cantrip from Tasha's. Uh, strike a, you strike a creature you can see within 15 feet. Target must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pulled up to 10 feet in a straight line and take 1d8 lightning damage if within 5 feet of me. Okay. Uh, that is only an 8. Um, so you're able to nice. get your uh, hook in, uh, lightning hook. Um, you see uh, pulls her back. I'm going to say, Fia, go ahead and make a strength saving throw as well. Okay. Fuck, fuck. Sorry, Fia. Okay, that's an eight. Okay. I uh, rolled another three. She, three, su threes. she successfully hangs on to you, um, but she is pulled back by um, the uh, force of uh, Zerk's lightning spell. Uh, Zerk, go ahead and do your damage. You're able to pull her um, uh, close to you. Ooh, uh, that's eight damage. Eight damage. And now she is within five feet of me. Great. And I guess so is Fia. Yeah, Fia's there too. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. Oh, can, uh, can Spritel attack as well? Yes. That is a nine. I think it's going to uh, miss. Nine misses. Cool. Perfectly timed attack, Papa. You attack and I attack at the same time and then just punches the air as the vampire spawn <laughs> is pulled back. Oh, oh, no. Just right through that painting, Spritel. You got to be careful. I am just like Uncle Shank and Uncle Henry. <laughs> and Uncle Fia. Uncle Fia also missed. <laughs> um, that is... Misses are just crits that didn't happen yet. <laughs> Henry's turn. I, I've got to internalize that thought, sir. <laughs> Um, okay, from this vantage point, the, the stitch work on these garments is actually immaculate. I don't know how you did it. <laughs> Why do you uh, think I made them? <laughs> <laughs> if you did this by hand, all I'm saying is it's very impressive. Anyway, you need a haircut. I'm going to swing. And whoa, now I rolled two 19s. Hell yeah. Uh, so that's Ooh. a 20, 25 to hit. Right on, that hits. Uh, and that is 13 damage. Cool. And I'll unleash Shank's fury and hope that he had even just a single little bit of fairy food. <laughs> 16 to hit. 16 hits. Shank, not bad. He rolled insanely low on damage. <laughs> uh, that's a one and a two. Oh, God. Seven. She's looking pretty messed up at this point. And I would say, Fia, you would probably know the difference between a spawn and a real vampire. Spawns are weaker and were turned mm. by a more powerful vampire who they are bound to. Who turned you? Who turned you? Who is your maker? Go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Okay. We have a minus one going into this. Nice. And I just crit again. Good. Wow. God. Yes, yes, wow. yes. Um, you... Uh, you, you hear her um, yell the name, Kenley, Kenley told me. Thank you so much. Is that the name of your fashion brand? Um, <laughs> and you recognize the name Kenley as being um, one of the names that Petty Jack gave you for the people that they were hunting. Wait. Ooh, Brayden what? Kenley? Do, what, was it in the context of, was Kenley um, a guardian and they were I, hunting them? Or You have literally no idea. All you know is that Petty Jack had somebody named Kenley on his list of people he was hunting. Interesting. Okay, this is very sick. Mm. And uh, that is, once again, the vampire spawn's turn. 
Um, this vampire spawn still has Fia grappled, um, is going to do um, a claw attack with the other hand. Uh, that is 20 to hit, is going to hit. Mm, I guess I have to shield. Okay, uh, sweet. Uh, you are able to dodge it. Uh, Arcane shield comes up to protect your neck as she goes to swing at it with the other uh, with the other hands. Why do you hide your delicious witch blood? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious and I want it all for myself. Um, that one is going to be a natural 18 plus 6 is 24 to hit, so that's going to hit with the bite. Mm. But from what I know about Vampire Spawn, if this bite this bite isn't going to turn She's not going to turn you. She, okay, cool. she cannot like pass on the curse. Um, okay. She does 13 damage to you um, and is healed for 7. Oh, uh, you man. see she latches onto Fia's neck um, and you see uh, Fia begins to look a little pale um, and she looks, you see like her her veins protruding out of her neck and just looking like she's getting power from this. Um, Fia, that is your turn. Okay, I will try to undo this. I just crit again. I swear to God, Holy just come fuck. in and look at it. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah. It's just happening. Yeah. It's happening. I believe you, but I wanted to show it anyway. I like to see the crit. 18 damage. Holy oh. shit. Took it uh, away in one fucking thing. Uh, yeah, you, f- you fuck her right up. Um, so, yeah, I'll say you guys Don't are wrestling. You've been able to avoid it so far. She finally overpowers you. Um, bites into you. You see she starts to draw some uh, power from this. Um, you just... This like burst of arcane energy kind of like harms her as she's trying to bite into you. Uh, you see, there's like this small arcane explosion as she blows back. You swing on her with the great sword um, and do quite a bit of damage. Um, Zerk, that is your turn. She oh looks- no! Then the bonus oh. action, I will attack her once more. Sweet. Go ahead. Yeah. Nice. Okay, that's going to hit. So another seven damage. Uh, Fia, finish her. Yeah. You, you know, I'm just going to throw her into the window that I kicked so that she gets all <laughs> churned up in glass. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you guys have been um, wrestling back and forth. Um, you're able to slash at her as she goes to lunge towards you to bite you again. You grab her um, and throw her down into like the wreckage of the window. Um, and she is pierced on the jagged glass. And you see she <gasps> turns to ash. You know, I guess I am glad you broke the window. That turned out to be a really heads up good move. Smart thinking, yeah. Sorry for giving you a hard time about that. Yeah. It's okay. I'm sorry for enjoying your drama with Shank. Welcome, by the way, Shank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm here when we're breaking windows and fighting crazy people. Yeah. You know what? Give this guy some fairy bits. Come here. Come here, buddy. I think he's good. It looks like he's good. Jank, all right, yeah. more for Spritel. So I guess we should look at all these paintings, yeah. right? Because so, there might be a clue as to yeah. how to get in. Like, I'm wondering if we have to go in through a painting or something. Ooh. I'll, I go good around thinking. touching paintings. Sweet. Um, you go around touching paintings. Well, they look pretty old. Okay. <laughs> something they tell you not to do at the museum. Uh, you see, yeah, Fia has uh, blood all over her hands, begin smudging these paintings. <laughs> they might be antiques. <laughs> Did you just sign that one, Fia? That's not allowed. Um, you see, there are um, paintings in here. Uh, these are works of art featuring like lush green landscapes and images of sylvan people, like fairies, satyrs, and centaurs. Hey, centaurs. There's also this dead man here. He's got a long coat on over leather armor. Um, he's got a sword on the ground next to him. Uh, and he is wearing similar clothes to what the vampire was wearing. They both look like, like high fashion bandits or bounty hunters <laughs> oh, right. uh, or something. Um, and you see a died of a grievous neck wound uh, looks like was uh, attacked by the vampire. Uh, he's also got like a shattered glass vial near him 
uh, that probably had a potion or something in it. Uh, you also see. Can that I sniff at the at the potion to say? Or actually, Zerk would be better. Zerk, do you want to sniff this vial to see? Yeah, you sniff the paintings. I'll sniff the potion. Okay. Henry, uh, dealer's choice. Whatever you want to sniff, bud. I'll take a I'll take a gander at that fairy food. Actually, okay. uh, <laughs> sweet uh, Zerk, go ahead and give me a perception check. Cool. Or an invest investigate or insight. Thirteen. Thirteen. Zerk, you pick up this shattered glass, and a travesty. An acidic liquid comes out. Um, you notice that the floor around this bottle has like destroyed the rug here, like nearby. It looks like mm. some kind of weapon. It, it looks like this was some sort of acid that potentially could have been used as an, a component in like an explosive or something like mm. that. Hmm. You see nearby like a little cork um, and just from being able to kind of piece together the different pieces of glass and stuff, it looks a little bit like the types of potions that your mom would make. It looks a little bit like her like presentation. What? I'd recognize these patterns anywhere. This is, this looks like some of the glass that my mom would make up, but that, that doesn't make any sense. Her, her stuff was all bunk. It was just, I mean, as I've mentioned, mostly cocaine and then like a little like fizzy water. This, this is serious stuff. Hold on. Uh, I want to roll the guy over and see if he's carrying anything else. You go through uh, his pockets um, and you find a wanted poster for Lord Braden Kenley. Oh, Kenley. Kenley. Mm -hmm. um, and you find evidence through that that this is most likely a bounty hunter or like a member of the Bedfellows. This like criminal mm -hmm. network of different gangs that is working together now that, now that people are paying them to look out for these blades and stuff. Do I find any more glass vials? Uh, you do not find any more glass vials on him. Okay. What about this rug? Can we whip this rug out to try to see if there's a trap door? You do not see a trap door. There, so you guys went in through like the side. You guys did not go in through the main hall. You guys are just in to the, kind of the left of the main hall. There is another door um, that presumably goes elsewhere. Okay. Let's... Okay. And the paintings don't transport me anywhere? Um, you go around and you touch the paintings. Um, you do very little except for kind of ruin the paintings. Oh, yeah. miss, if you could just I'm emotionally little, transported by looking at that hand painting. Sanitizer. It's I just like do a little mending every time I, yeah. I smear it up. Maybe if you go, wahoo, before you jump into the painting, something might happen. I don't know. You know, Zerk, that sounds like a you thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you try that, Vaughn. Yeah, try it with your fishing rod, Zerk. <laughs> we might have another body in this other room, so I guess we maybe go. Okay. You guys uh, open this door, um, and you see the main hall of the manor. Um, surprisingly well-maintained. Um, this other room, this dining room, was pretty well kept together except for where this attack happened um you see in here um there has been uh no signs of like any kind of attack or anything uh, you see beautiful wood floors uh with a red carpet that extends from the entrance to a stairway at the other end of the entry hall you see it spirals uh and turns up to like the second floor there's a um, staircase Wow. Um, but it only goes up. You do not see anything heading down. Mm. Uh, guys, go ahead and give me perception checks. Real quick, can we say that I saved that little bit of acid that was left in that vial? Uh, sure. Cool. Just for later studying. Uh, that is a nine. Twelve. Eleven. Okay. You guys notice along the walls are sconces with unlit candles next to paintings with gold frames. 
Uh, the interesting thing about the paintings is that none of the people seem to be related. There are no shared features. Uh, they all appear to be adults in their 20s or 30s or 40s, kind of these people that are kind of in their prime. Um, they look to be from different time periods. Do you I see, see Batilde? Um, you do not see uh, Batilda. Um, okay. You see some of the people are wearing like military uniforms that predate the empire, which would be like over a thousand years ago. Um, oh, the first hmm. picture near the entrance, in fact, is uh, a picture of a man with like light hair and a mustache. Uh, he's got a breastplate, um, kind of, he's uh, got one knee out, doing kind of like a warrior's pose with like a, a rapier out. Uh, he wears a breastplate under a cloak, and you see he has a scarf that is aquamarine and white, uh, which you would know, Henry, uh, were the capital's colors um, before it was called the capital, before the empire back when the capital was just like a southern territory. Oh. Um, you also see a painting of a frost giant woman in front of like a large stack of tomes. Um, you see kind of just an interesting, eclectic crew of people. Do we see Henry in the painting? <laughs> uh, you look around, you do not see Henry in a painting. Mr. Henry, I'm looking for you. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't, I, it, here's a little, a little cocktail napkin somebody drew a penis on. That's kind of has <laughs> a small resemblance, I see. Mr. Henry, wow, that is, again, we really have to work on your self-talk. If I could get you into Miroslav the Mesmer's autobiography, it has a whole section about how to talk to yourself. Okay. He calls it the secret. This, oh, okay. I'm, I'm interested in learning the secret. Wow. Hypnotize your brain for the better. Yeah. Um, and you guys also see, you guys had come in from um, this room to the left of the main entrance. There's another room to the right, um, and there are mm. stairs leading up. Hey, everybody. It's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk text and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. 
Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they have the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. I think we cased the joint. Let's check out that room to the right, yeah? Yeah. I like it. Um, You guys enter a wood-paneled room um, that looks like a hunter's den. Um, and uh, we'll use your guys' same perception checks. Uh, as you guys walk around, you see a stone fireplace over which hangs the head of some kind of horned horror. It looks like mm. some kind of like mutated bull with huge horns. Cool. Mm. And, and all along the walls are trophies of various horrors, as well as this mounted so weapons, sick. swords, axes, javelins, and... Fia, you see in here is a painting of a young Batilda. (gasps) (gasps) Unmistakably her. Uh, Her silver hair uh, is instead uh, in black curls, but she still wears all her baubles and trinkets. And at her hip is the crescent blade that you now wield at your side. Batilda. I go and I scooch the painting to the side to see if there's a little hidden compartment behind it. Uh, you go and you uh, scooch it to the side, um, and there does not appear to be anything behind it. Okay. Can okay. Can I? Mm, no, nothing. Okay. I just um. I just hang out with Batilde. <laughs> yeah, we can all we can all sit here for a second. It's yeah. a cozy room. So, you want to yes, just spend just... some time with your painting? I guess this is our first time seeing her. Oh, you've never seen her before. Now you see. This is the the beauty that the moon envies. Wow. She looks pretty badass. Yeah. I wonder how many of these horrors she herself killed. Um, Yeah, you guys see this is very much so not just like a regular hunter's den, but like a horror hunter's den. All of these are trophies from monsters, not animals. Do I see Nebel or Pinley? I was wondering if he might be in a different room, right? These are the blades, and maybe if we went upstairs, it's where the smiths are. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's kind of like... You know, they, you got to keep it. It's like the drawing room versus like the, the trophy room. I got you. I will actually say, as you guys walk back out and um, Zerk, you are now looking for Nebel, you find a young Arthur Penley um, as one of the paintings on the wall out in the hall. Oh, I just didn't recognize him because he's just even more gorgeous than he was before. <laughs> like, wow, look at this guy. I don't know who did these portraits, but everybody's looking fucking <laughs> right in these things. Yeah. <laughs> We have to find this artist, right? And commission some. <laughs> we got to find That'd this painter, cool. yeah. What do we got to do to get our portraits I've been up decorating here? the boat. I don't know if anyone's noticed, but I've been decorating the boat, and I think we could really use some paintings in there. I, I, Henry's dead serious. <laughs> I have noticed, and I, and I couldn't appreciate it more. <laughs> a boat should be a home. I give, Hen- I give Mr. Henry a stern masculine handshake. <laughs> Put her there, pal. Like a son-in-law meeting a father-in-law. <laughs> oh, wow. That really resonates with him, too. The, the firm handshake of an accepted son-in-law. <laughs> um, I guess, should we go up the stairs to see what's up here? 
It's time. I think so. Yeah. Sweet. Um, right. Guys, go ahead and give me um, perception or investigation checks as you guys head up the stairs here. Cool. Yeah, they say 14. 19. With Spritel's help, I get a 15. Sweet. So you guys go up the stairs and uh, you find like a small washroom and another nondescript, just kind of fancy room that looks like some sort of guest room. But you also find a master bedroom in which you find a floor-to-ceiling window leading out to the balcony that's outside. You see the moon hangs in the sky and cascades a white light onto the room. You see there's a king-sized bed with a canopy over which hangs um, a painting of two men. Um, You see one is tall with long hair pulled back into a bun with violet eyes and a goatee. Uh, And you see the other has medium hair um, with a bit of it hanging in his face, uh, kind of boyishly handsome uh, with a mustache. Uh, And you recognize the guy with the mustache. You saw a man with like a turquoise scarf in a painting downstairs. Mm. This is him. Wait, but and the other person is this Candley from the Wanted poster? Oh, yeah. You look at the you look at the poster um, and the like doodle that they've done to uh, try to capture Kenley's features um, looks like the taller man in this painting. Whoa. Uh, You see the shorter guy that is with Kenley has um, an aquamarine scarf, the same one as the um, knight had downstairs. Um, But you see tucked under this one is an emerald necklace that unlike the rest of the painting glitters in the moonlight and Henry you specifically notice that it seems to be like protruding a little bit out of the painting. You see Kenley has one arm around him and they're holding hands with the other one. It's clear that they are married or at the very least romantic partners. Mm -hmm. Fia, before we investigate further, I'm wondering your crescent blade, does it have any properties in the moonlight at all? I'm just wondering if it could be used to detect anything in this room. I don't know. I hold it out and let some moonlight. I try to cast the moonlight uh, with the reflection of my crescent blade onto this emerald necklace. Uh, sweet. I'll say, yeah, when uh, Henry starts to point it out, Fia, you hold your blade up. The moonlight reflects off of it. Um, and you see that, yes, this emerald is very much so protruding out of the painting and looks like it could be removed. Okay. Mm. I also spin around a beat so it's like a little bit of a disco ball. Oh, that's cool. I could get into this. We should do this yeah, more okay. in the boat. Just a quick <laughs> dance break. Just a quick fun. So yeah. yes, it turns into a disco ball in the moonlight. Thank you for asking, Zerk. <laughs> I was curious. It looked like it had disco adjacent properties. Um. Okay, I guess uh, I will go... Mm, Touch another painting. Yeah, this one. This one I think begs to be touched. Sweet. Okay. Just, do you just want to wipe real quick for your hands, though? <laughs> no, I mended afterwards. It's a whole operation. Okay. okay. I jump onto the bed, do a little bit of jumping, and then I touch the emerald to see what happens. You feel that there's like a, a socket in here. It feels like it could not not only be yanked out, but be like easily pulled out. I uh, pull it loose. Um, You pull it out. There's a little click. And uh, you now have the emerald in your hand. Okay. So I think this might be a key somewhere, perhaps. Cool. Zerk was hiding under the table while this happened. (laughs) (laughs) Are we playing hide and go seek, Papa? Basically, yes. Let's think of it that way. Can I do an... Can I do... Can I cast identify on this? Yeah. Fia, um, this is a... 
regular emerald, but I'll say as part of the uh, identify spell, it would be a little bit of an insight check. There was a picture of this person downstairs that had this same emerald necklace on. Okay, so uh. I take it down to the picture downstairs and I put the emerald on that picture. Sweet. Um, as you I go, run wait, down wait, wait, wait for us. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. God, she's quick. I take three <laughs> stairs at a time. Oh my God. You see Fia rushes downstairs. As you inspect the painting of this night, um, you do see that uh, on closer inspection, um, there is a little socket there, like under his neck. Uh, you see that there's uh, uh, a necklace poking out from under his scarf. Um, and when you place the Wait, tiny- I don't place it yet. I, I hmm. see this, and I turn to Hank and um, Zerk, and I say, As a witch, I know this is the kind of ritual that only works if we all hold hands. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yes. Is that true? Is, is that true, miss? <laughs> Bookvar. I just don't. Oh, right. Yes. Fia, <laughs> why are you going why are you going wall-eyed when you we'll say die. that? We'll die. We're going to die if we don't hold hands. Okay, we're going to hold hands, but let's do it under the light of the disco ball. Bookvar, quick. <laughs> Be in the grass and play in the moonlight. Ah, <laughs> uh, just a whirling blade of um, terror. Funky. Okay, and then okay. I put it in. You guys place the emerald in the socket of the painting, and you hear the sound of muffled machinery in the walls as the painting suddenly slides to the side, um, revealing a small study. Um, and inside, Ooh. you see a painting easel as well as dozens of paintings in progress. Um, they look similar to the ones you saw in the dining room, uh, and uh, images of uh, life in the Trickster's Grove. Uh, guys, go ahead and give me perception checks as you look around. Wow, Gladly. we've got to sit down for this artist. I also have to say, I have to come clean. I lied about needing to hold hands. I just saw Batilda. I was feeling a little tender. I just wanted to hold some hands. <laughs> a witch's you know, word is her magic, and so I have to be honest. <laughs> I'm sorry for the lie. You can always lie to me for a noble purpose like that. <laughs> Just maybe, again, wash the blood off your hands first. But anytime. Unfortunately, I'm just not willing to do this. (laughs) Uh, I got a dirty 20 on my perception. That's an 18. 14. Henry, with a dirty 20, as you're looking around the room, your eyes are drawn to a painting of the prophet Cain. What's he doing here? Before he was a horror back when he was a blade. Um, looks younger, uh, his white hair uh, is dark, and uh, you see the painting looks to have been damaged. It looks like it was maybe taken out of one of the other halls or something and like tossed in here. Hmm. Um, and you you notice some other paintings that are like destroyed hmm. in such a way. Oh, so these are desecrated, like the person has fallen. Does it look like Somebody was trying to mend these paintings, or they've been like put in here because they are desecrated. It looks like fallen. it looks like they were thrown away. Okay, so there's there's kind of like half finished paintings of the grove and things like that, um, but then there are a few of these um, blade portraits that look to have been taken down, or perhaps even like cast aside angrily or just like tossed. But we get the sense that death is not enough to take a picture from the wall because there are. Very hmm. old pictures out there. There are not nearly enough that are cast aside in here. And um, has anyone in these pictures had bangs? Um, 
you see, uh, yeah, that a young um, Prophet Cain uh, did indeed have bangs in his see? front. Fashion oh. is cyclical. That vampire will tell you that. I hate to admit how good he looks. Uh, you guys also see, besides the paintings, um, you see a bookshelf lined with books on horror hunting and the grove. Fia's mm. fingers are feeling very sticky right now. <laughs> Just, and they are sticky wife, with blood. Please, I yeah. beg you. <laughs> <laughs> Spritel, wipe her down. I will spray her with a hose. Papa. <laughs> um, yeah, you see, you see. Sp- I mean, Spritel's a spray. Spritel's already playing with books, just like a little kid, just like pulling books off of the shelf. Uh, you see, uh, the books all appear to be organized alphabetically by title, and you notice a conspicuous space between two books. You see, one is is titled Grove Poems. A collection of Sylvan poetry. Uh, then there's a space, and then it says Halls of Serenesis is the uh, other book. Okay. Guardians. Is not our book called Guardians of the Grove? It is indeed. Well, let's put it back in. Let's put it that in. Spot looks hungry. I put right, the book to, in. Fia, uh, you, do we didn't have to hold hands then? That, okay. <laughs> this is what we all have to give each other a little kiss on the cheek for. It is a ritual. Okay, I am a witch. <laughs> uh, we got to trust her on this. Everybody a quick peck on the cheek. I can't I read the book the yet. Cheek. I don't know if she's telling the truth. A quick peck. I smooch shank. <laughs> hey. Hey. Fia, um... Uh, puts the book in, um, and you guys uh, once again hear the sounds of machinery working behind the walls. Wow. Uh, it's a, it's almost like you've got a ID or something that's like letting you enter somewhere. Like you're able to pull your book back out so you can keep it. But as soon as you prove oh, essentially that you can, because all the blades they travel around with these guardians of the mm. grove book, and then they can <gasps> all have access. Yeah. Oh, wow. Is this a hidden room within a hidden room? <laughs> Uh, wow, so it d- does appear to be a double hidden room. Um, it clicks only, open. Only those graced by the trickster could come up with something <laughs> so good. Um, and um, Gotta you love see it. the bookcase slides out and reveals a doorway through which you see a spiral walkway leading down. Into oh, okay. um, it looks like down into like a cave. Like it looks much more natural here. Uh, the look of the staircase is far more natural than anything you've seen thus far. It is a path of smoothed rock that spirals down, and you see about 50 feet down at the bottom, there is a dim light. You guys hear a very far away sound of a piano playing. Okay, let's go. As we go, I just whisper once more again. I'm so sorry. I lie again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The kiss was a Do lie. Do we need to pinky through belt loops on this time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll stop lying. It's fine. It's fine. It's always for fun. But lying is so fun. Being around people, it just makes me want things, but not want to directly ask for them. Does that make sense? I mean, you always come clean like less than 30 seconds later. So I have no issue with your lying. I really don't. It could hardly be considered a lie, miss. I know. I'm trying to find a loophole so that my witch's word stays pure. Have you thought about just asking us what you want directly? I know. This is what I'm realizing. You know, books, you don't feel like you need to put up all these defense mechanisms. You just look for what you want and you open a page to it. But it feels scary to do that with a human. Anyways, let's walk down this cool walkway. (laughs) Let's do it. So you guys begin making your way down this natural staircase and you hear the piano playing uh, getting louder as you get lower. Um, This person playing a slow kind of maudlin tune but it's also 
sweet and beautiful. The weird thing about the trickster and the reaper, right, is the reaper is always um, the reaper is always associated with all of these grim things. But the truth of the matter is, is that like people who are super into the reaper probably don't listen to music period and people who are into the trickster are also into drama and like feeling all these big feelings and everything um so the fact that this person is playing like a maudlin tune does not mean they are like against the trickster or something um and you guys reach uh the bottom um and you see a closed door um under which uh, there is a light can i before we go through this threshold i have a suspicion that whoever's there might be a vampire or vampiric in some way. Um, I rolled my elixir for the day and it is an alter self elixir. Can I drink it and give myself fangs? Um, sure. Cool. <laughs> See, now Fia, that's a lie. Wow, <laughs> you, are, you have little upper tusks. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> if we were to kiss, it would be very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Zark, Fia blushes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant, uh, well, uh, um. I turned to Shank. Right yeah, away. you see, this is the drama. This is what we watch for. Fia pretends to read a book. She takes out Miroslav the message. From a logical perspective, if we kissed, we would get stuck. We would be in a perfect embrace because of our teeth. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go up the stairs and, and I'll, I'm going to go look at the paints. I'm going to go look at the paints. <laughs> Zerk starts running away. Wait, Baba. I think I'm, I think I'm feeling like maybe this might not be a fight, so I'm not going to to cast any spell. Yeah, this feels almost like a like a knock situation. Like not even yeah. just opening the door, you know, like a, a really feel, gentle. Yeah. Do you want to show us what kind of knock you have in mind? You are doing yeah, such a I poetic job describing. Mm, right, so I was, you know, <laughs> normal knock is like hand forward. I'm yeah. sort of imagining like you twist the hand, you just a single oh, a knuckle. Just a, oh. Yeah, but a really light okay. rap. I might ask Shank to do it because it's almost the shadow of a knock. It's just a, <laughs> what? a very... So you want me to knock on a vampire's fucking door, man? You don't invite me I... to dinner and now you want me to go knock on the door. All okay. right. Uh, yeah. Shank, if you're going to complain, I'll, I'll do it myself. <laughs> you hear uh, uh, Spritel goes, this is all very dramatic. I love it. I'm loving it. I'm living for this drama. <laughs> Shank uh, knocks on the door and you hear... The piano music stops, and you hear a voice from inside go, What are you waiting for? Come in. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yes. I try to kick the door open, but it just hurts my foot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. You guys, uh, Zerk goes from Fia, uh, wanting Fia. to sneak in to just like fucking kicking in the door. Um, There's an in-between. The there is an in-between, sir. I wait for Zerk to kick again and then kick at the same time. <laughs> you guys kick at the same time. You got to kick the door way too hard. Um, it turns the handle and <laughs> enters. Yeah, you open the door um, and you guys see... Uh, a large, cozy cave reminiscent of Fia's train car. Um, you see that the entire place has been rigged with these arcane grow lights that facilitate abundant plant life uh, in this subterranean place. Um, this looks to be kind of a bigger version of the study you saw upstairs. Uh, cluttered bookshelves covered in moss, plants everywhere, small tables and chairs, paintings lining the walls. Um, and you see, um, has just turned uh, to greet you, has stopped playing the piano, um, standing 
atop a bed of flowers, there's a pristine grand piano uh, that was being played by um, Kenley, uh, this tall gentleman in a long tail cloak um, with an emerald uh, brooch and a scarf. Um, you see he is wearing the same emerald brooch uh, that the shorter man was wearing in the painting, um, but you recognize him as being the taller man. Um, you see he has long white hair now, pulled back into a bun uh, and a white goatee. Um, and despite his otherwise formal appearance, um, he is barefoot in the grass while he plays. Um, and you see, uh, as he turns to greet you, he's got sort of blue-gray skin. He kind of looks halfway between a regular humanoid and what kind of the vampire uh, spawn looked like. Mm. Um, and you see he flashes you a smile uh, with the unmistakable fangs of a vampire. I gesture to kiss his hand. Um, you see he holds his uh, hand out and like uh, brings his foot back and does a polite bow. I yes. see now. The vampire spawn upstairs was to kill the person trying to kill you. Oh, no. You see uh, he nods and he goes, I hope the spawn didn't give you too much trouble, but if you made it this far, you must be seasoned horror hunters. Uh-huh. Zerk talks with his mouth closed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't come in with some ridiculous plan to tr pretend to be vampires or something. <laughs> yep, Could you yep. imagine? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm laughing. <laughs> he goes, my name is Lord Braden Kenley, but you can call me Kenley. Um, and you must be, um, you see, um, Fia, he looks at you, looks down at your blade and looks back at you and goes... Fia Boginia. Yes. I look around at his all of his little grow lamps um, and say, I am uh, Batilda's little seedling. And she is my little seedling. What? Uh, you see, he turns what? to uh, Zerk. Um, he goes, and you must be Zerk. I nod. <laughs> Dr. Neville told me all about you. Thought you could someday be a powerful smith in your own right. Doesn't that bring a smile to your face? <laughs> Just imagining a mentor like that, seeing so much potential in you. He wrote to me about you, Zerk. Zerk covers his mouth and goes, oh, that's so amazing. I'm shocked. <laughs> yes, I can see you're overwhelmed. And uh, it turns to Henry. And of course, you. Most Henry, Henry kisses his hand. Yeah, yes. Uh, Nice to meet you. I'm I'm Henry Hogfish. This is my shadow, uh, Shank. Hey, how you doing? He hasn't been fed in days. He is my swim instructor. <laughs> Very nice to meet you. Ah, yes. You must always travel with your swim instructor. You never know when you're going to come upon someone. You know, honestly, I don't even think she needs me. She's a goddamn natural. <laughs> I spit up some river water. <laughs> Whoa, she got that see, from the bottom. See, yeah. Easy. I'm not good around... I'm not good around running water. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. How disrespectful. Quite all right. Quite all right. So, yes, I was wondering when I might meet you. Ever since Batilda's disappearance, I thought it wouldn't be long before you showed up on my doorstep. Wait, she has disappeared to you as well? Well, that's a bit of a story. Her painting is on the wall, and it's not stored like the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yes, listen, um, if you grew up with Batilda and you got this far, then surely you know about the Guardians of the Grove. The Blades who kill the horrors and the Smiths who craft the Blades. Mm -hmm. You've only just started to learn. Well, I uh, myself am a Smith, one of the few surviving, and I count Batilda the Blade Witch as one of my pupils. Mm. Okay, good. 
the paintings that were thrown out are for people who no longer fight for our cause. Mm, um, I see. I was introduced to the Guardians by my beloved Walder, who has since, who is uh, long since passed, uh, who was once uh, one of the first of the Trickster's Blades. A romance between a smith and a blade? This is sexy stuff. That's, no, that's the drama. That's the drama <laughs> that we wanted. Me, I am a young girl, but I am feeling like a woman when I hear this story. If you would like to read my manuscript, I've been working on an autobiography <laughs> for a long time. I would. I'm a very avid reader. Okay. Yes, I've been down here for uh, uh, quite a while now, so it's it's uh, a little bit... Uh, so it's, it's in multiple volumes. <laughs> a little overwritten. I okay. haven't found a... If you would like to give me notes, perhaps? Absolutely. I would love to. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, he hands you a book set. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, he, I look at Zerk and I whisper, I have my work cut out for me. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, Zerk says, oh, yeah. Oh, and then covers his mouth again. <laughs> uh, and uh, You see, he goes, um, but yes, I am a smith. Um, I wanted to be able to pass on the knowledge of our order through more than just one lifetime. So I became a vampire voluntarily. It has had some unfortunate side effects, like outliving many dear friends and not being able to go out in the sun, but it has allowed me to keep the Guardians going when membership has otherwise dried up. Beyond that, if you would like to help me and help us, um, I'm going to need some insurance, a fairy promise. Oh, we are well-versed in those. Sorry about yeah, the fangs, yeah. by the way. That was... Don't worry about it. <laughs> a, people try it all the time. Honestly, I was just kind of messing with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Normally, I wouldn't divulge any of this to anyone, really, besides a few select blades, but times are dire, and... Membership is dry. Membership mm -hmm. is indeed dry. So, um, if I get your word, then... I believe we can be of help to each other. What promise do you need of us? Before we let, before we let the fairies fly around, you know? Mm. Yeah, we're already mired in these promises, so we just want to get <laughs> get a, a, a little bit So many promises, the drama of it all, broken promises, <laughs> kept promises. Oh, I, I, I live for the drama. <laughs> I do too, Spritely, I really do. Uh, you see, uh, Kenley uh, pours himself a glass of wine into a silver goblet um and you see he goes should you try to tell anyone of the guardian's great secret may your throat go dry and the words stay hidden behind your teeth what is the great secret so i know not to say it <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he takes a sip and he goes if i were to tell you that there'd be no reason to make a promise uh, ah. he passes, he passes so you the goblet <laughs> okay Oh, thank you. Silver is my favorite color. Yes, let's do this. Uh, sweet. Fia takes a sip. Zerk takes the goblet. Before I take a sip, I, I was just wondering, why was Pinley coming here? He seemed like he had something super urgent to do. Could you tell us that before we engage in this promise? Because that's the entire reason that we came to this, to this manor in the first place. And I, oh. I feel like before we engage in this exchange of knowledge. I need to know that. That's a good call, Zerk. I speed up the wine. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, no take-backsies, no take-backsies. <laughs> wow, you really can hold your breath for a long time. <laughs> uh, to put it simply, Arthur was going to help me get Batilda back. That's all I need to hear. Zerk takes a big gulp. Sweet. Drink up, buddy. Henry? 
Uh, right. Looks like a solid amount of backwash at this point, but you know what? <laughs> I was going to say, make sure you take a big sip because it's been diluted. And also, <laughs> I bit my tongue really bad on my fang, so there is some blood in there. I'm get sorry. used to those, yes. <laughs> a lot yes. of yeah. Henry, Henry drains the cup. Not for, not for amateurs. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot of backwash. Um, so you guys all drink this wine. And the way this fairy promise is going to work, you guys feel... Um, once again, you see like spritel glow um, and you see, you do see that there are sprites in this room. I, I neglected to mention, mm. um, you see that there are sprites in here kind of um, floating around and playing these little gold lights everywhere. Um, and you do see they circle you guys um, as you make uh, this drink and this bond. Um, and the way this promise is going to work based on what he said is essentially if you try to tell somebody this secret, uh, you literally won't be able to. What if we are what if we are put under magical influence, like um a zone of truth type spell? Then you lit- quite literally wouldn't be able to talk. Then we will die? Oh. You just what if we tried to you uh, no, you won't die. You just won't be able okay. to speak. Yes. Oh, this is very good magic. This is just insurance because I don't know how much you know about what's going on with Batilda, but there have been Nothing. people in our order who have betrayed us. And so I, I huh. need my insurance, unfortunately. Yes, take it. Yeah. We saw the Prophet Cain. Yes. We know how dire things have gotten. Well, perhaps I can enlighten you on how much more dire they could be. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. The drama. <laughs> I am living for this. Yeah, pulls up a seat. <laughs> yeah, do you have any more of this secret wine? I could really get lost in this story. Oh, and feel free to help yourself to some of our fairy bits. I never seen these in all of my time traveling the groves. Fairy bits? Did you just get this at a random like gas station? What is this? I think it's enchanted cornflakes. <laughs> oh, it's cornflakes, right. It's edible glitter on cornflakes, yeah. <laughs> you see he goes, the great secret of the guardians is that the trickster once had a child named serenesis who left the comfort of the great grove to live amongst the humanoids of eldermorn when serenesis grew old and died the trickster was able to mask her true nature to the reaper who then sent the soul back to be reincarnated as if it were any other person now in most cases a reincarnated person has few, if any, similarities to their past self. But in the case of Serenesis, she proved to be a powerful enough magic entity that her magical powers continued to manifest even as she went on to live other lives. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it wasn't as pronounced in previous generations, but this most recent one has proven quite noticeable. Now, even amongst... The Guardians, this is somewhat of a secret. There is always one smith and one blade who know about Serenesis and seek to protect her and keep her secret. For the past several, I have been the smith, and for this lifetime, Batilda was the blade. When we heard rumblings of a young woman with a raw magic power in a small village in Innerborough, we knew we likely had our next Serenesis. The townspeople had turned against her, and Batilda set out to save her from execution on the Reaper's scales. But when she got there, someone else had already done it. Um, and you see he gives like a sly smile, 
and gives a look to Fia. Erina is the child. You see, he nods. Wow. Batilda took a liking to you and took you under her wing. Uh, the lucky side effect of your bravery is that the Blade Witch who interrupted a reaper ceremony fueled the gossip mill far greater than the young girl with raw magic power, so Serenesis was once again safe to live in obscurity. However, the problem repeated itself within a couple of years, and the girl's raw magic power once again was discovered, but this time she was able to defend herself. After half destroying another village in a rain of arcane missiles, uh, this time she did draw the attention of the Reaper's followers, and eventually the Reaper himself, who was easily able to deduce that there was something special about this untrained girl with so much magical power. The good and the bad news is that Serenesis has gone on the run and has been able to mask her location somehow from both us and the enemy. When this happened, the Blades and the Smiths gathered at our temple to discuss our next move. And it was there that we were attacked by a Reaper Sorceress. I was one of the few survivors, along with Arthur Penley, and of the Blades that were killed in the temple, Many of them were convinced to switch sides and join the Reaper once they had to face him. Those blades would later return as the prophets and now serve this very same sorceress and seek to find Serenesis and remove her soul from the cycle. Have they found her? Is she safe? She will not be safe until we find her. Do you have a lead? Do you know? I know her magic. This book, Bugvar, she was the first one to make him. Yes, I bet it, a trace of it lingers on him. Yes, that's right. I was made by a god, NBD. No big deal, anyone. <laughs> yeah, and you still won't play fetch? <laughs> As if I need to do that. I was made by a god, okay? I throw a frisbee at Bookmark. You'd be really good at it. <laughs> ah, you see, he, he instinctively snaps the frisbee. Damn it, fine. Oh my god. <laughs> like that, Spritel. See, like that. He's better than me at catching frisbees. This is so juicy. Who would have thought? <laughs> Not everything is drama. We need to learn to distinguish what's drama and what's just a normal thing that happens. Mm, I don't know. I find drama in everything, Papa. <laughs> when was she last seen? She's and not. Where? She has not been seen by us or by any of the Reaper folk in in years. The only one with a clue to find her would be Batilda. When the attack on the temple happened, I presumed she was dead. I attempted to locate her through traditional magical means, but with no luck. And yet, when I used divination to speak to the fairies of the Great Grove, I was always told that she was alive. After years of study, I was able to create a sort of scrying spell that focuses on a person's essence, their soul instead of their body. And I was finally able to locate her. Batilda is at the bottom of the temple which was flooded during the attacks. She must be trapped there in some way, perhaps behind some kind of magical barrier. For years trapped? For years. I, I assume, unless she moved at some point. I, I'm not sure. I only located her very recently, which is why I reached out to Arthur Penley. Arthur Penley is one of the few people we have left. All of the blades are gone except for Batilda. There mm. is one other smith who is hidden away in a grove. I contacted... Penley to find Batilda in the temple because 
I, as a vampire, can't go through water, um, but he was killed before he could do anything. Well, this is very happy circumstance because I have recently started to learn to swim. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's somebody better equipped to get to the bottom of a flooded temple yes. than Fia Beginia. The, 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 the problem, though, is with traditional swimming, I don't know if it would work. What we kind of need is for someone to just go on the bottom and kind of walk around down there until they find... Batilda. Who could it be? I spit up more river water <laughs> and just like one minnow. <laughs> it's time she for the learner to the, become the teacher. That's the bottom. <laughs> that is the bottom. It lives inside her. Where is this temple? We can do this for you. And for us, if I'm being honest, I have to be more honest. You're doing good. The temple is about uh, 50 miles deeper into these mountains. We wanted to make it difficult uh, for anyone to be able to get there, and for a long time, we were safe there. Can you lead us there? I can't be out during the day at all, and I don't think it's wise for me to leave this place while I'm being hunted. Yes, you are very right. well hidden here. If you can just make Two us a little rooms, that's a little cool. map. Yeah. Could if you, you make oh, us a little a map, and just, map yeah just just point out where the sides yeah. if you just point out where the sides are i should be yeah. good no let me you know what i'm <laughs> i'm actually not a great painter you see uh he puts um a fresh uh canvas on the easel um and begins immediately <laughs> just doing like a beautiful intricate painting i'll just whip something up really quickly for you wow. yeah if you get those oh, bold wow. strokes can you maybe draw us in there too? Just... <laughs> right, yes. That'll just be our happy little secret. Down Henry here. is sitting with perfect post posture, sort of trying. Okay. Combing his bangs with his fingers. Okay. We've Fia got... has one knee on the one knee on the ground and like a hand on the hip. Yeah. <laughs> Zerk puts a hand on Fia's shoulder. Yeah, Henry keeps on sitting down and standing up. Oh, I see you all have bangs. Any any time I go through a breakup or any time I you know outlive someone because I'm a vampire, I always go through a bangs phase. Mm -hmm. Sure, <laughs> a new lease on life. Yeah. <laughs> um, these yeah, are our dedication bangs uh, you see uh, he does he draws you like an overhead look uh, of like where you guys are um, and uh, just kind of a map through this valley and how to get to the ruins of this temple okay I shove it into Atlas and I say this is good for everyone Mr. Henry Mr. Zerk this is what we came for it's time for you to go dive okay <laughs> then can we stay the night maybe of course, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect anything less. I'm assuming you probably got attacked by my vampire spawn. Yes, we did. I kind of wanted to bring that up. Mm -hmm. well, how would you feel? What's the relationship between a spawn and a maker? They're kind of annoying, right? You're happy when they're gone. It, it's sort of my security system that I use, where a bounty hunter comes and tries to kill me. I mm. bite them and turn them into a vampire. They mm. kill the next bounty hunter that tries to come and kill me. So just. That you you basically uh, destroyed my security system, which is fine. Mm. I'll get a new one. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll be on the lookout for a new guy, I guess. <laughs> well, people people have been coming here trying to snoop around for quite some time. Um, there have been a number of bounty hunters that have come by. Luckily, they've all been eager to collect the reward for themselves, so they haven't come in any kind of big fighting force. It's always been one or two at a time. I see. Okay. Selfish. Have a lot of the bounty hunters that have come used uh, an acid like this, or is that just this one person? 
Um, you see, uh, he looks at it and he's, uh, he goes, some of the bounty hunters have various potions and whatnot. Most of them aren't magically inclined, so they will use various gadgets and whatnot. I've seen some with, um, uh, small pistols and firearms and whatnot. Zerk mutters cool under his breath. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really sick. Sounds really dope. Before we, re- we retire, can I ask a question? Uh, y- uh, yes, of course, Fia. Do you have any books on reincarnation? I wanted to know, because I, you know, some people have like memories of their past life or... No, not really. Shadows that... I, excuse me? <laughs> hmm. Oh, yeah, not finish your question. You have, mem- you have memories of your past life? Not I. Um, a friend of mine. And if you look at me, you know, I just collect friends. Like, I collect books. So, like, right. it could be someone not here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But what if someone did remember their past life and maybe their past life showed up as a little shadow? Uh, hmm. Uh, you see, Do you have any books about shadow lives? You see, uh, he eyes um, uh, Henry and uh, the moving shadow next to him. Uh, we both wave. <laughs> you remember your past lives? Yeah, you know, I haven't always been a swimming instructor. <laughs> you had me, Walter. You're very I have. <laughs> my, my The life that I'm living now has has been hard to forget because uh, a lot of it's gone wrong. Uh, but sometimes I get these flashbacks of, you know, other shit that went super wrong, but that didn't happen to me in this lifetime. I suppose rarely there have been seers and whatnot, in, and you are you in the memories. You look like you. Yeah, yeah. Just I haven't always had bangs, but yeah, pretty much always me. <laughs> These are new. <laughs> maybe that's what you did wrong in every other. <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Or maybe this is the first thing I did right. I think you so. see, um, he goes, oh, oh, this is not, not good. Bad? Uh, oh. I have a suspicion. Mm. Would you permit me to cast a spell on you? As long as I don't need to give you like 15 vials of my cum, <laughs> then yeah, you could. <laughs> what? It seemed like you what were going to say tears magic would first. require vials of cum? It's been a while since you've been out there in the world. There's some new techniques. There's some new knowledge. This is yeah, I wasn't, wild. I, I wasn't going to say anything to say to someone. We drank secret wine. We drank the secret wine, so I figured... Okay, no, I'm going to cast what is essentially like a magical identify spell on you to see if you have any curses or what the natures of those might be. Um, okay, well, I definitely have a curse, so yeah, feel free. Um, you see, he holds his hand uh, out onto your forehead, um, and you see the glowing sprites in the room um, begin to circle around you and him. You see there is a green glow in his eyes as he reads you, and after a moment, they flash back to their natural mm. violet, and he goes... You, my friend, have broken a fairy promise. God damn it. And that's where we'll end our session. The drama! I am eating this up. I am eating this up. Of course I said that. Incredible. What a banger to come back on. Yeah, jeez. Banger indeed.
back into it. Oh uh, my goodness, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah great to have you back, yeah. Caldwell. It's welcome. so good to be back, y'all. This yeah, has been such a blast. Back. Oh, I missed it. Uh, I love you. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> it was collectively to everyone. Oh, Not oh my God. <laughs> uh, guys, you can hear us uh, uh, chat about uh, uh, th- this uh, new uh, return to the third mates uh, over on our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash nadpod. It's N-A-D-D-P-O-D, don't sing yet. Oh, we oh, we are, don't. Um, do you guys, do we have anything to plug? Well, now that I'm back, um, I would be happy to take over plugging the P.O. box uh, from Jake, if that's okay. By all means. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, Libby? Sent us a hand-drawn uh, Christmas card and some Werther's Originals. Oh, so uh, sweet. Very, very late on thanking you for that, but they are lovely. I uh, can't wait to suck on them while I'm recording. Sorry, Murph. <laughs> <laughs> Murph has um, a filter. Ch- We're all sucking candies yeah, that's every single <laughs> episode, but Murph filters it out. Can we chill on the Jolly Ranchers, guys? <laughs> no. Sorry. It's just like what filter- Fia would do. She's always, she's always sucking on the green apple. <laughs> we bought you that filter for Christmas, and you're going to use it. <laughs> Um, Chandler P sent us a copy of Grim Hollow, which is a campaign guide. Uh, oh, it's really as well. cool. Yeah, it's like um, some like real like gothic uh, horror stuff. It works perfect for Eldermorn. Uh, and Chandler also sent us some bone skull dice from Q Workshop. So really, just yes. Some... And I have to tell you, I I painted um, shading onto them. You know, like I I did the thing that you do with a mini, and you like paint. Um, you do like a coat to like bring out the texture, and they look really good. Oh, the dry brushing. Ooh. People yeah. were going off on me in the uh in my painting stream about dry brushing (laughs) (laughs) you gotta dry brush um oh uh roy the flame alchemist sent us a lovely note thanks for listening colonel mustang uh kate and mark sent us a nice note and a picture of a possum named chandler from kate's job at the science museum's animal care department oh Uh, that is so cute um, according to Kate, Chandler likes scrambled eggs and sleeping. <gasps> so, uh, so do I. I know you say toss salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> toss salad and scrambled eggs. Uh, possums love two things, Frasier and sleeping <laughs> uh, and just making an absolute mess of eggs. <laughs> um, and then lastly, John S. sent us a very nice note. We're so glad that we could keep you company on those drives, John, uh, and deeply appreciate you being a part of our community. So thank you very, very much uh, to everyone that sent us stuff. Uh, I'll have more shout outs in the future. Uh, and one last plug for me. Uh, check out Wolfwalkers. It's a movie I watched uh, over hiatus. It's really awesome. It's an animated film about uh, a girl who can warg into a wolf body. It rules. Uh, check yeah. out Wolfwalkers. Oh, fuck you, like, basically just, like, <laughs> that's me in a tagline. Emily, in terms of, like, watch this movie. My, my essence. <laughs> it's so good. It's so fucking good. Uh, Jake, you got anything to plug? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I started a little shop with my brother. We're selling Ooh. key rings. Uh, so check out what? Brothers Halcyon. Key We've rings? got an Instagram. Yeah, Like for putting your keys on? Yeah, like little key clips. Oh, that's clips. really cute. They're nice. real convenient. Check it out. Brothers Halcyon, guys. Brothers Halcyon. Powerful oh, name. Oh, that's very poetic. Very Shakespearean. Thank uh, you. Check it out, everybody. Uh, you can follow us on various social media that we don't use. At uh, CHMurf uh, is me. At EXford is Emily. At Jake Hurwitz is Jake. And at Caldy is Caldwell. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. We, we are, are, we are. The youth, the youth of the nation, we are, we are. The youth of the nation. 
I really think we nailed it that time. Yeah, that was the one. Hey, hey, hey. It is time to thank our benevolent council of elders, starting with Brad D., Jeffrey S., Helder Frostback, Steelbreaker, Matt M., Vampire Spawn, who put together a huge snack spread for the third mates, but after seeing what they did to their comrade, decided to flee and leave it in the fridge. If only we'd rolled higher investigation checks. Dang. Jordan DJ, Cutter W, Jive G, Zolo Dolo, and Dylan B, shopkeepers who sold Zerk the scrap metal he used to build Spritels, homunculus frame. They also sold him a pile of stale pita bread they insisted were miniature frisbees. Tasty. Schubert the Mushroom, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Andrew M and Beardman Dan, and Scott D, guardians whose paintings hang proudly in Lord Kenley's manor. Each one has a secret room inside it, but they're all just full of old tax documents and t-shirts they keep meaning to donate to Goodwill. Danny P, Elena C, Mixologist Michael McD, and Victor T, Balnor's Boy, th therapists who have attempted to help Philip work through some of his anger issues. Unfortunately, despite being an open book, he's incredibly difficult to read. Very nice. Andrew B, Justin I, Ragnar Fairdwind, TJM the Gnome Barbarian, Elena M, Trele the Crayfay, and Jared E, the makers of Fairy Bits, the only snack with real glitter in every bite. It is so good you'll make a fairy promise just to get your hands on some. Christopher B, Austin Bonesaw MR, Damiel R, R, Cyborg version of Josh the Kobold, and Octo Lick, a team of barbers who Henry enlisted to help with his bang fiasco. However, they, uh, after taking one look, they all agreed that it looked rad as is and refused to help. Fair enough. Gage M, Richard X Machina, Michael L, Kelvin Noodles, and Sergio, Sergio Salazar, Solomon Sacrias de Sesuani, a team of healers taking the scientific community by storm after publishing their research paper entitled, Put Away Those Fluid Collection Vials. We uh, just remembered the, the detect magic spell exists. Long label, but effective. Trast the Traveler, Sir Carl, Jory S, Dana G, Callum L, and Ryan, Bookvar's binders. They keep his pages in place and ready for any adventure. They also use a highly water-resistant book glue since Fia tends to jump in any body of water she sees. Jack L, Flawless Whale, Temporal, Sam L, and Nicholas C. Hairdressers of Eldermorn who are going on strike between Fia's sword cut bangs and Hank's scissor hands. They are going out of business. Reese and S, Samuel B, Mike H, Matthew E, and Colton B, the owners of Vampires, a funeral, a funeral home that specializes in pyre funerals for vampires. Unfortunately, their target demo keeps turning into ashes. Dang. Adam G, Mateo C, Knee Badger, Panama James, and Cummins the Bard. Shanks' shadow buddies who were sick of hearing him complain about Henry not calling enough. They're also sick of Shank hogging the potato sliders, but they are giving him space to work through his problems with Henry before they confront him about it. That's nice. Thanks for being patient. Adrianc, the Honk Blanc, Bonk, Dan, Nikki W, and Drew Nasty, the fashionistas who stole the Vampire Spawn's patchwork dress look. The third mates are going to be shocked when they see their first patchwork Frock, Petty, Queen, Cannot Wait. CC, Lulu, Jay, Lan T, Barnesinator, and Michelle O, the authors of Rights the Right Way, who actually argue that holding hands and giving small pecs, in fact, do enhance ritual workings. Very good. Timmy R, Jonathan W, the crock-wearing warrior, Lucas B, Aaron S, and Kevin M, the family that is airbnb the riverboat while the third mates try to find a Batilde. Uh, Fia didn't do all that decorating for nothing. 
Uh, Austin C, Hogfish is above average hog, New York and Stephen C, the door doctors of inner borough, they'll get your door creaking in the haunted wind just the way you like it. KJ, Rahul and Mike K, Maxwell C, the crew of the Bang Barge, each one is pulling a breakup down the river and ready to reinvent themselves by making their hair shorter in the front. Karen T, Justin Raccoon, Nick W, and Michael C, the Riverside gossipers who told the third maids about all the drama with the Petty King. They also gushed about the hex buds and rated their fashion do's and don'ts. The Crocs were actually a don't. I don't believe it. Esme, Esme M, Spartagnus, Nathan, Casimir the All-Knowing, and Big Bad Beardo the Mad, Bookvars, Bookworms. No, they aren't book enthusiasts. They are actual book-eating magical worms who will someday destroy our precious boy. Eric M, Jack Mihoff, Burley T, Axel A, Nero, Claudius Caesar, Augustus Germanicus, and Christian A, a crew of friends who Airbnb'd Kenley's Haunted Manor. They unfortunately had to give four stars because of the dead body in the dining room. You know, that's that's tough. That's tough on an Airbnb. J Dragonborn, J Row the Inapropos, the Sandran, Ben A, and Fel Donis. Students at Kenley's Art School, they are currently mastering the art of adding bangs to all of the blades who left the Guardians. What? That's an honor. Dave H, Catherine S, David K, Christian S, Keith K, and Brittany B, a crew of Henry's old friends who were part of his broken fairy promise. In the summer of 92, they promised to have the best summer ever, but then Dave H forgot to book the beach house dam, and it ended up just being a pretty good summer, which wasn't quite good enough. The Time Walker, Emilio D, Frankie Koala, Big Bad John, Aaron S, and Blair, the Bug Blair, Bar Blairian. The cast of The Real House Knights of Jackalope Keep, now that the keep has been blown up, the drama is juicier than ever, and Spritel is just loving it. Pork Chop, Chenille M, Alice, Grant K, Minette F, and Pat L, Kenley's Piano Tuners. They need at least two people to solve the puzzles uh, to unlock the secret room, three to fight the vampire spawn, and one to tune the piano. Way to go. Keep that thing in step. Agutha A, Lauren H, Elias Hawthorne, Janina E, Maddie Y, and Alex H, townspeople who live by the river and they heard what they thought was heavy rain, started prepping for a flood, but it actually was just Henry crying. Damn. The Eldestberry, Ryan S, the Bone Duster, Joshua H, Robert Chris, and Yidrazel, barbers who are worried about, uh, who are briefly worried about their livelihood, uh, given the new trend in Eldermorn of cutting your own bangs, but now they're hopeful because they're seeing an influx of customers asking them to fix this error in judgment. Brentley C, Micah B, Carly Ann, Connor Savage, Russell H, Phillips, friends who are all angsty YA novels and they are quick to make fun of Philip if Fia actually reads him, so that's probably why he's so sensitive about it. Christopher J, O, Cole, the Goldfish, Gremlin, Logan S, Leviathan, Deme A, and BioQuirt. Also a bunch of steampunk UFOs, uh, they own those, and uh, they're not afraid to play epic games of Frisbee with them, so hell yeah. Kenny, Remington CD, Amber K, Everett P, and Trub Hop Dropper, bounty hunters who all tried to get Kenley and who each had a fun turn being his security system. Trub actually told Kenley about a leak as well, which was super thoughtful. Quesose, Lindsay W, Val, Carlin C, and Anthony S, friends of Zerk who convinced him how good a look it would be to mimic a vampire's appearance if he ever encountered one, and it's looking more and more like that was just a prank they pulled on him. Sally S, Tristan C, The Goose, Jake, Emily S, and the new petty king of Outerboro, Cece, divers who look for sunken treasure in the waters of Eldermorn, and they are a little miffed that the best diver in all the land, Fia, is mostly interested in just collecting dirt and minnows from the bottom, but what are you going to do? Matthew J, Zane C, Michael S, the gender non-conforming, Loyola Theogier, and uh, Andy and Whitney, as well as Rogue Cree. 
also broke promises with a bunch of fairies, and uh, thankfully it was just for a bunch of really inconsequential stuff, like remembering to DVR Jeopardy, so the fairies all said it was cool. Thank you all! That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>